The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. started a narrative about having to raise money and he sort of did that incrementally a little bit but then he would sort of touch back in and go yeah nothing's coming through I'm starting to get a little stressed I'm gonna lose my daughter's home then I'll probably never get to talk to her and I'm gonna lose everything so like that got under my skin at the same time I was saying to myself Joanne do not give him any money what do I need to learn to trust somebody with my heart? And what do I need to learn to trust in myself that I'm taking good care of my heart? It's a wonderful chaos. Solo or tandem. We work to find rest and fight to find peace. Both head and the heart. And the atheist pray? It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. Today, 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 we have Joanne Lavazio. Joanne is one of our first guests. So way back. Uh, in episode, I don't know, five, we coaxed her in to joining us. So you can go back and listen to that episode where we spoke a lot about her somatic work because Joanne has been really supportive of both Bambos and I. And she's also written about In the Last Letter. And she's also uh, written about, I'm not even sure if she's aware of that, A Bit in the Wounded Healer as well because she was helping me with introductions mm-hmm. to other people. So she's in both of the books. And like I love doing, there's people I love. And then we talk occasionally. And Joanne said, Andy, I've got this thing I want to share, but I don't know if I want to share it. And then we had this talk. It must have been less than a year ago. And she said, I got scammed. So I said, oh, my God, I want to do this on the show. And of course, she's like, Andy, Jesus, I don't want to do that show, but we're going to do it on the show. She's kind enough to be able to allow us to all learn and grow from the experience. So we're on with Joanne Lavasio, and the subject is I Got Scammed. So this for me is a really um, is a really interesting topic for a lot of reasons. I noticed when I have certain emotions, they're harder for me to recover from. And, and one of the emotions that I've seen in my life that's the hardest to recover from is betrayal. Like when I feel like I've been taken advantage of. And if I look at like, you know, someone says something nasty to me, okay, I can live with that. Or I have an expectation that goes unfulfilled. I kind of see I can take responsibility for that. But when somebody actively is manipulating me and then I feel I've fallen for it, then there's this, I would almost call it like the phases of death. So I go through like the anger, then the sadness, then the guilt, then the shame, like all of these kind of phases all come together. And 
that's why when when Joanne talked about doing a show on this that uh, I got scammed or allowed me to bring her on for it, it was really a beautiful opportunity because I know that we all go through those emotions and it's so weird to share them on so many levels because if you think about it, at least for me, there becomes a real shame in it. I've noticed that when I feel like I got scammed and I feel like somebody has taken advantage of me and I just feel like I've been made to look stupid. So that was uh, one of those meta themes that I really thought would be beautiful to bring her on and to discuss. And yeah, just to hear what the journey was like and and the processes she went through. So uh, Joanne Lavasio is going to be joining us now and I'm going to bring her on. Hello, Joanne Lavasio. Hey. Hi, Andy. You know, I, I I know that you did not want to come on for this topic <laughs> at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because like you are proficiently one, I would say, of the best somatic practitioners in the world. Like I know you wouldn't say that of yourself, but that 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 you're training the people that do that work. So you're totally skilled and qualified in areas that you could talk about for hours at a time. But I'm bringing you on to discuss this topic. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm human. <laughs> yes. How does it feel? Because I know, I mean, we when we said, we, you agreed with me, you said, Andy, I'll come on. We didn't have a topic, right? Yeah. We said, I, I threw we four... Didn't. I threw four at you. And I think this was like, this was the least bad of the four. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting because I haven't thought about this whole thing that happened. When did it happen now? It was probably like several months ago, but I haven't really been processing it anymore. I think I pretty much got through it. And so as I'm sitting here, I'm like feeling like exposed again and like, okay, here's all those feelings again that were so intense. Like I was just like lit up on every level of all those like rage and, you know, like, I'm going to go find this person. I'm going to go like yeah. beat him up. You know? <laughs> just, so yeah. it's interesting to just sit here and go, wow, they're all right here. And here's the exposure. And luckily the shame, yeah, maybe, you know, it's probably somewhere lurking, but I don't really feel shame anymore. I mean, I learned so much about myself. Yeah. I learned about how I sort of trust people for their word. Like yeah, I yeah. really do, you know, just, I mean, many things we can talk about that after we sort of go through yeah, what happened. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like, okay, I'm going to relive it again. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yes. We're going to go back in history to a moment you'd prefer not discussing. Like uh, ever think about again for the rest <laughs> of my life. You There's know? some like, like chess that we want to put like away. Yeah. I'm like trying- I think blackout and then I woke up and something <laughs> terrible happened and I said yes to it. So like, okay. <laughs> well, we can segue to other topics when Bambus comes on. He's in uh, he's in Cyprus right now. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah. You, you, yeah. 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 Well, he's going through a lot of uh, a lot of he's meeting family who, yeah. he's never, who he's never seen before. So it's a big so uh, it's a big uh, a big learning experience changing himself and then being back in an old environment you know how wild that is it's so wild you know uh ramdas said if you think that you're awakened go spend a week with your family (laughs) and then talk to me about it (laughs) i always love that you know yeah um 
So, uh, by the way, speaking of just a quick Ramdas, every time I see anything from him in any shape or form, I always just feel more connected to just being alive. Yeah. You know, from all of the practitioners out there, like he's the one who I feel like I've gravitated to most because there is an almost never in any element of feeling of superiority in how I, however, I've come to uh, connect with his content. It's always very human, down to earth. Very human. Yeah. 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 Thank yeah. You. So, so, um, take me back. So now, okay. so like, like frame this for me, you, you, you go to, is it an online dating site or where so, do you actually, where do you meet the fucker? Like, let's okay. start there. <laughs> so, uh, it's COVID, right? Yeah. I'm single and I, you know, I think I got on a couple of dating sites and thought, you know, we'll see what happens. Like, it'd be nice to have a COVID lover. Yeah. (laughs) Basically what I was looking for. (laughs) I met this guy and right for, I mean, when I tell the story, it's like a trip because I'm telling the story and every single red flag like that I didn't see started from the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's almost like right now I'm saying it and it's like, God, Joanne, like, what the yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, God, Joanne, you know, like. <laughs> in, so reverse, seeing, in reverse, it always is logical. That's always the point, right? I mean, it's like I'm seeing it as I'm talking to you, like yeah. visually, I'm seeing every moment where I was like, anyway, so, um, but, you know, I think during COVID, you know, like the, the, I mean, I did okay during COVID, but the isolation, like no people, no, no person, you know, like all of that, I think for a lot of people, yeah. you know, who weren't partnered at that time, it either was fat, okay, and it was okay, but, you know, there was that thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I think that added to the uh, over-enthusiasm, you know? Yeah of attention. (laughs) Yeah. So I met him online. We emailed back and forth. He was from San Francisco. So I live in the Bay area and, um, but he was leaving in a week to go to Europe because he was a soccer agent and had um, teams all over the place that he sort of brought up and coming soccer kids into professional, you know, get him on teams and stuff. Yeah. And he'd been doing it forever. And so I said, okay, well, let's just wait till you get back. He's well, I'm not going to be back. Hey, Danvos. Hello. Good to see you. My apologies. It's okay. I'm just starting the, the, the story of the fucker. That's what <laughs> we're calling it. <laughs> I, I, was, I was listening a bit in the car. So, okay. Uh, Great. Nice. So that was the beginning narrative. We were talking on the phone. Now, here's the backdrop. Super fucking sexy French accent. I am so easy, like, please, you know, it's just like, and very attractive, you know, really open, very seemingly honest about his life, you know. Um, so he knows, basically, he knows how to behave in a way to make himself very appealing to women. That's clear. Absolutely. And, and in such a way that you can't, it's hard to tell that it's all a scheme. Like he, he does it and he does it well enough that you see 
like even his maybe imperfections and he even lets you see that a little bit? Is that how good he um, is or does he hide yeah. that? I mean, he was very upfront. He knew that I was a therapist, you know, so I think he played that also, not excessively because if somebody would have had me start taking care of them and processing them after meeting him twice, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not working, you know? This yeah, is yeah. So... But, you know, again, now that I'm telling the story, so in the beginning, he's like, <clears throat> you know, he told me sort of the story of his life, which has these like really hard things in it, which most of us have some hard things in it. But these were like epic, you know, his wife and him got divorced, then she died of brain cancer, his daughter, who's the, his house is, you know, owns the house that he's living in because he gave it to her because it was the right thing to do. She's not talking to him. And then he found out from her boyfriend that she's pregnant and he's maybe not going to see the baby. So already there's a backdrop of my, em my empathy is like, yeah, lit, right. I'm like, wow, that's a lot. You know, I'm sorry. Do you, do you think by chance the stories may have even been in some ways true and that he sort of embellished or do you think it was really all made up? It's hard to know. Oh, what does your, in what, what does your instinct tell you? I mean, in the beginning, I felt like that it was true. Okay. But then when, you know, sort of the shit hit the fan, you know, it was like, I don't believe anything. You, you're like, I yeah. have to believe nothing, which is, is really hard for me. I learned that. Wow. Like, I'm like, yeah, you tell me something, I believe you. So I'm a perfect target for that. Not anymore. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> I mean, you know, I have more awareness about that part of me. Mm. And it's complex there because I wanted my COVID lover. I, you know, like all this was happening. So the story went on and then he's like, I'm leaving to go out of, you know, to Europe and I'll be there for three months. And it's a big deal. Like I've got to get this team. I'm raising money, blah, blah, blah. The whole story about his business. I'm like, great. You know, let's connect when you get back. And he goes, well, let's stay connected while I'm there. I'm like, okay. So that connection started like, I mean, he was checking in with me probably every couple of days we were talking about a lot of our lives. We were really like sharing pretty honestly. I was sharing honestly. He seemingly was sharing whatever. And he started the connect, like he really started building a connection with me yeah. as I did as well, you know? And so this is going on now for a month, but we, where was he? He was like in, damn, I can't remember now. It was some obscure place in the Soviet Union. Um, but I started, you know, like, I said, look, I, I can't keep, I can't talk to a computer, like, I need to see you, right? So he goes, okay, well, let's try to get on one of the link, you know, one of the links. And so we get on, and it's really bad, like the connections bad, it keeps going out. He's sort of blurry. It's going in and out. He's like, look, you know, where I am, it's just really bad. And I don't think we're going to be able to do this. And I'm like, well, that's really, that sucks. But all right. You know, Was later. It the same? By the way, so you already had a picture of 
the fucker. And yeah. then and then in the picture was who who showed up as well. So that was clear. There was Yes, she, but it was kind of like a little blurry. It wasn't like you couldn't see it, you know, like very right. well. Like you couldn't see him very well. So then we just, you know, would connect on like WhatsApp or something and talk every other day, like months now. We're talking a couple of months. Yeah. Mom. And then he basically is professing his like I when I come back, you know, like I just feel clear you're an amazing woman and I, I really want to like connect with you and be with you. I have no doubts like he's like 100 percent in. And I'm like, look, I haven't even like been next to your body. Like, you know, I don't even know how you smell like, you know, like. I can't say that I'm a hundred percent in like, that's ridiculous, you know, and I'm challenging this. I'm like, how could you, I mean, I get you feel that way. I don't want to discount your feeling, but for me, like there's a whole lot more that has to happen for me to like, you know, I just need to sit next to you, you know, like, and, but But that was, but we say this months, we're really, you're having a talk every other day with this individual for say two or three months. Yes. But not not a video call, but a voice call. Right. Yeah. Okay. And whenever we tried to do video, it wouldn't work. Yeah. He was in Romania, is what he said. Yeah. So, you know, we're in a thing, you know, like I'm waiting for the phone call. I'm looking forward to talking to him. It's the dead of winter and COVID's happening. And I've got this like you know, hot Frenchman who's going to come back and, you know, sweep me off my feet, maybe. So, you know, that was sort of my innocence and my, you know, um, I guess I was hopeful, you know, and I think I was, I mean, it was so much attention. Yeah. Like there was so much attention. And during a time when, you know, we were all pretty, really isolated. So... Mm. I think it amped all that up. So then, um, so then what happened was I started looking him up and I even, you know, I started looking him up and I'm like, why can't I find, he's a soccer agent. Like, how could I not find him? Yeah. So I confronted him about that. And I said, you know, I tried to look you up and he got a little defensive. He's like, why would you do that? You don't trust me. Like he was really pushed back. And I said, well, I don't know that it's about trust. I just was curious about you and people look people up on the internet. You know, that's what we do. I couldn't find, I said, I couldn't find anything is, well, you don't understand this business. And then he gave me a whole narrative about like the soccer agent business. And, you know, he's been doing it for 30 years and it's a very secretive, you know, club and you don't put stuff out, you know, this whole thing. Well, what do I know? Right. So I'm like, I'm still looking it up though. Like I started looking it up. I'm like, how could you can't find this guy, right? Like how could it be I can't find him? So then I just sort of let that go, you know? I just went, okay, well, fuck it. You know, I'll just let it go. So there was a a place where I, one of those moments where I just, you know. So then what happened was he started a narrative about having to raise money 
for this one soccer player. And he sort of did that incrementally a little bit over time, dropping little hints yeah. that he had to raise this money, but he was talking to somebody in New York and he was blah, blah, blah. You know, like he had all these resources he was checking in, but then he would sort of touch back in and go, yeah, nothing's coming through. I'm starting to get a little stressed. I'm going to lose my daughter's home. I'm going to... Um, then I'll probably never get to talk to her and I'm going to lose everything. So at that point, what happened emotionally a little bit was, or maybe not a little bit was like, like, wow, if this doesn't work, this guy's going to move back to Canada. And then this whole thing has just been like, you know, it's going to end. It's like over because of this thing. So mm -hmm. like that got under my skin a little bit. Yeah. At the same time, I was saying to myself, Joanne, do not give him any money. Joanne, do not, you cannot do this. Like, don't do this one thing, you know? So I had that running. Both of those were running pretty strongly. Wow, because I mean, <laughs> what I hear is that I don't think people realize the depth and the time frame with which a scammer will work a scam. Like, I think that is un, that if anything someone would take away from the show is that they have an eternal, an unending patience to like allow you to believe whatever they need. It could take a year because I think after a year, I've built up even more credibility and then, and then it's easier for them because now they have to not only deal with three months of feeling like I've trusted this person, now they have to deal with a year of believing. So you have more leverage the longer you hold that that lie. Absolutely. And and he had every, in retrospect now I can see that he had every conversation really organized. Mm. Like that whole big picture of how he was going to get me off my ground what was planned yeah you know and everywhere i went in my doubt or in my questioning he had everything backed up emotionally mm. psychopathically you know like everything was so tight that i couldn't really like anywhere i tried to go there was just uh yeah, you know, he just had it planned, you know? I was going to say, I think the lesson, and I, and I would love it if people do get to watch this, is that I think people underestimate the duplicity of people like this. If there's one thing I would love this show to highlight is the depth and the creativity and the sincerity with which someone can present themselves in a way that you it's hard and you you know doubly is painful because you're also in the field of actually figuring out you know behavioral uh inconsistencies so in some yeah. weird way he's feeding off of that as well yeah 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 and he fed it because i think he knew the work i did i think he fed it from a really like beautiful deep emotional place he was tricky man he was tricky so this is going on and now he's building this story about it's not working. Now I've just got to raise 50 grand, you know, and 
I mean, there was one point where I just thought, well, just like give him the 50 grand so he stops fucking talking about this shit. I'm so tired of hearing about it. And, I, you know, I wasn't going to do that, but I was like, I'm tired of hearing about like that. It, I started to get tired. Like, why am I processing this guy's stress around work, you know, every morning? Because, of course, he's supposedly in Romania. So we're talking at like seven o'clock in the morning and in my time. Yeah. And I'm starting to get a little agitated about it. Right. Like, so my agitation about the story and all his stress, you know. So that kept going on for weeks and weeks. And then finally, one day, this is where I lost my ground. Finally, one day, he said, I have to raise, you know, twenty thousand dollars. I'm down to twenty grand, and I'm like, well, I'm sure you can figure out how to do that. Like, that's yeah. not a lot of money. And I was like stressed. I was pissed. I was sick of this fucking conversation. You know, like I and I'm just like, I'm so tired of this. And and I said, well, why don't you just go find four people to give you five grand? Like, just go find four people. And in that moment, he said, are you one of them? And I just said, sure, fine. Like, I'll just give you a five minutes. Like, you know. Uh. And, and then I got off the phone. And, it, 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 and then what happened is, like, I sort of went into this weird state. Like, here I am having to start to see clients. And, I'm, and he's like, you, it has to happen before 3 o'clock today. So now I'm actually stressing out on the computer, trying to wire money, and like, and I'm, I'm hurrying. I get on the bank. I do the wire transfer. The bank calls me, and they go, do you know this person? Do you, have you seen this person? You're wiring money to, like, Shanghai, you know? Like, do you, do, have you seen him? And, and I'm like... So the bank knows, by the way, the bank knows it's a scam because they see this happen daily and yes. their red flag comes up. And even as their red flag comes up trying to, yeah, they call you specifically to say, hey, we think you're in a scam. But they don't say that, obviously. I wish they would have pressed more in retrospect because I was so confused in that moment. Like I was really jumbled, you know, like I was not good, you know, like I was like, this doesn't feel right. I want to get rid of this. I want it mm. to stop. I want to come back to all the like juicy stuff that was happening, you know, cause that sort of started falling away when he was getting more and more stressed. Yeah. And you know, and when the guy at the bank said, you know, if you wire this, you're not going to get it back. And um, so, and I'm like, no, I know the person. And I, you know, I was like, I don't know, you know, but, but I knew him. He had yeah. me in there. And, and so I did that. But then what was interesting was I called him and I said, the bank thinks this is a scam. And I feel uncomfortable about this. And he basically sort of like started like, you know, you know, going, what's wrong with you? Can't you feel our connection? Like sort of yelling at me about my, our connection. Wow. So then I went, oh, fuck. This is really bad, you know? So within 24 hours, I, uh, unfortunately, in 24 hours, I couldn't retract the money. Yeah. Uh, but what happened then was... I started 
paying to research him. You know, like there's these online things where you can look up people's history. I couldn't find him anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a promissory note that he sent me with the address of his mother's supposed house in Canada. It was a street name, but there was no house. So now I'm like, oh, my God, it happened. I totally got scammed. So then, um, I, you know, I reported to the bank and, you know, let them do their thing. But, but what happened then was, I mean, I was so pissed Yeah. and I was so hurt and I was so shocked and I felt so stupid. Like the stupidity thing was like the worst, you know, it just felt like there's where the shame came. It's like, what the fuck you, you know? And then I started seeing everything that happened, you know? And then it's like the the sixth sense. And then all of a sudden you see all the scenes in your head that are played out. Oh, and then like, I couldn't tell anyone. That's how much shame I had. Like even my best friend, I'm like, Oh my God, you know? And that went on for a couple of weeks. But what I did was I wrote, I played like I didn't know. With so him. Milo, yeah. So I wrote him and I said, um, oh, my God, my daughter, who's a single mother, uh, is going to buy a house and she's short some money. And I have to have to get that money back from you because I really need that money for my daughter. <laughs> So I started like reverse psychology and just started leaning into him and writing and calling and writing. And I was like, so pissed, you know, and I'm like, this is serious, you know, but you're, but you're okay. calling. So, but you're calling and speaking to him after the scam has happened. What are those calls like? Like how, how do you even hold yourself from not yelling at him on the phone? Oh, I was so infuriated that I was going to fuck with him. Uh. Like I was so infuriated that I was like, so together. And I was even one time I even cried on the phone. I'm like, I have to do this for my daughter. Like I went into it, you know, like, I I mean, I think I was a little like loopy at that point, but I was so angry. Yeah. I was so angry and really hurt, you know? And like, it felt like who does that? Who could do that for that many months? Like what, you know, who, what, I just like, wow. So he kept saying, I'll see what I could do. I'll try to get your money back. This is terrible. I'm never going to talk to you again. Everything that we were going to have is not going to happen anymore. And I'm just like, yeah, right. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So I kept pressing him. And one day, I think I just, I finally couldn't hold back anymore. And I just wrote about how, who I thought he was. And I just, you know, yeah, basically laid it out. And he, we were still on, I guess it was WhatsApp or something, but he wrote, stop, just stop, like stop, you know? And he kept saying, please stop. I like, stop it. And I'm like, no, and I'm not stopping. Like, you know, so basically it just sort of fell away like that. Like he stopped, Mm. you know, he wasn't on that site anymore. He was gone. You know, I said what I had to say. I, I got it out toward him and, um, you know, I filed police reports and, you know, I caught, you know, got in touch, did all the stuff you do, but you know, it was quite a journey, right? Yeah. 
when you when I want take me back if you can to that moment, like like when you do find it's a when you figure out it's a scam. You said you were angry, and how do you go through that journey? Like, what's the what's what's that look like? The first thing that happens is shock. Yeah. And then what happens is you dissect. I dissected every moment where I missed it. <sighs> days and days and weeks of like going back over it and back over it and back over it. It was like it, it just wouldn't stop. Like it kept like, wow, what? So my brain is like processing that. And and really emotionally, it's just like the level of, I just felt so stupid. Yeah. Like stupidity was like where I went, you know, and then yeah. shame and embarrassment yeah. and, and also then where I landed was just with my heart, you know, it's like, wow. Yeah. You know, like, whoa, wait a minute. Like. Not that I would blame myself, but like, look where you put your heart. Like, yeah. look, look where you put your heart without really knowing what you need to know. Yeah. Or feel, which I think happens on online dating. You know, it's you're trusting without being near a person. You're, you're not there yet. You know, it takes time. And you know, then after all the methodical breaking down every moment and going through all the emotions, I think where I really, no, I think where I ended up was what do I need to learn to trust somebody? Oh, yeah. With my heart. Mm -hmm. And what do I need to learn to trust in myself that I'm taking good care of my heart? Mm -hmm. And that opened up a lot of, I mean, the, the process I went through after that recognition. And I mean, it took me through codependency. It took me through, you know, where I'll take care of somebody else before myself. It's like everything that had any threads attached to that kind of behavior then became my process for a good couple of months, you know, wow. which has been great. I was going to say, know. that sounds like an incredible gift you got from this experience. Yeah, no, it really was. It was like, it really was. Like, I, I had to move some places in myself that I wasn't tending to as precisely as I needed to or as attentively as I needed to. And I feel grateful for that now. I mean, it took a while to get grateful, but... What would you say, like, if you, if you say what you learned from it? Or, or how it uh, rather, what, how did it shape you going forward? Like, what do you do differently now in your connection, say, even online dating that you didn't do before, if anything? Well, I kind of shut down all my online dating stuff for a while, you know, like yeah. that's done. Like, I, you know, I mean, I have one person I met and we're sort of in a friendship, but you know, there's, I just stopped because like, I, I have to be in person. I can't, you know, it doesn't yeah. work. But what did I learn? I mean, so much. Um, there's something that happens with longing. Longing is beautiful, right? It's, it's beautiful. But without a ground, longing takes me outside of myself. 
Mm. And I, I sort of evacuate my ground, you know, my presence, like what I know and what I intuit. I, I, le- I left my intuition. Yeah. I left my intuition and a lot. Longing and intuition, like longing and staying here, you know, yeah. is really like, it's like I, when I feel my longing for something now, I just go right back in and go, you got to sit here, sweetheart, until you're like ready to move an inch, you know, like. I think that's the most important piece I got is that when my longing is really activated and there's love and there's, you know, connection that I'll tend to step away from my intuition. Wow. Well, it's almost the similar, the Buddhist practice, almost when you attach to something outside of yourself as a desire, you no longer in connection with yourself. Yeah. Because you're, you're, you're blinded by what you want. So it's like really like I think the biggest thing is like stay with yourself no matter what. Like just stay here, you know, like. And obviously, obviously people out there like fucker um, actually know that this is a deep desire from individuals. And you know that sadly you also see, oh, I was even targeted, right? Because of whatever he saw that he could utilize against me, which has got to be doubly is kind of painful because it was like oh wow i was oh, i was chosen in a way you know yeah i mean they figure that stuff out yeah you know they they study people yeah it feels like a full-time full-time job yeah um joanne as you were speaking i was wondering were you sharing with friends that you met someone online like were, were you having people where you talked about it yeah, like I was talking about him. I was talking about what was going on and what was happening. I mean, I think at one point I even told my best friend, I said, you know, he's sort of going through this money thing and he's asking, you know, sort of intonating for money, but I'm not going to do anything. And, you know, she's like, yeah, don't do that. So I was talking about the connection a lot. I was still in the place of like, you know, I mean, he thinks we're going to run off into the sunset and live together. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like, I'm not going to do that until I meet, you know, I got to hang out with the person, you know, I don't. But so I always did have that awareness, but boy, I got tangled, you know. You know, it's spring here in Amsterdam and I've been hanging out with single uh, friends Male and female. Bambos, this isn't about Bambos specifically, but he's also in, 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 in a group. What I've seen is that the, the people's, uh, call it the shit they're dealing with, is increasing because of their sexual desires that are coming out with spring. Mm. So, so I've, I have all these friends that were kind of through winter, they were doing great. They were very much connected. Spring is happening and they're starting to go out to the markets, meet women or men or whatever they're doing. And then they get entangled in relationships and you see how disconnected they become, how frustrated they are. They're not getting what they need and all that kind of narrative that derives from it. And I'm, I'm kind of laughing to myself that it's almost like, so, wow. So as soon as you are out of relationship with yourself because you're needing the thing that there others isn't giving you mm-hmm. all of a sudden you go back into this terrible part of your, your brain that doesn't, you know, give, bring you joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I see it so quickly because, because that, you know, the, the app, right. The app that gives you instant stimulus, dopamine hit of 
oh, might be able to screw that one. Oh, might be able to screw that one. You know, like like psychologically, you're in this sort of addictive dopamine hit run. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you're like, you're confronted with the, uh, the, the, the reality that now you kind of want to execute on it. Now you want to like, take it next step. That, that, well, that you know, it's, right. And also, like, what about the idea or what do we think about around the way to meet people now is, you know, swiping and on computers, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I understand it. Technology helps us in that way. And, you know, but... Wow, like that's not how we used to meet people. Like you see somebody, right? And you get turned on and you're like lit up and you're like, oh my God, I want to know that person, you know? Yeah. Now it's like, you know, this, this, this level of no intimacy or, or lack of intimacy while you're trying to have intimacy. I mean, <laughs> like it's, it's a little crazy making, how that works out for people, you know, I don't know. I mean, everyone deals with it differently. You know, some people yeah. get into it and think it's fun and swipe away and they have lots of coffee dates and it's exhausting, you know? Yeah. That's what I was saying to the friend is like, you know, you were so much happier when you weren't on those apps. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I had to delete the apps myself a while back ago because it gets so addictive yeah. And, and in a way, it's like, like, I would actually at some point, I, I was like, okay, this is addictive. Let's have fun. And I start recording myself swiping. <laughs> <laughs> Bombos. Like, recording the screen, actually. And it's just insane. At some point, it's like, fuck, this, this is not working out for me. It really isn't. Um, Joanne, I want to go back a little bit to the guy called fucker in this case. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love um, it too. Like as you were sitting and talking and I was allowing him to enter me in a way of what do I need to become to be him? Because mm -hmm. like in my body, if I lie, I can't sleep. Right. Mm. Right. So what, what, what means to shut down in me in order to be able to live in that way? Yeah. Yeah. And, and when I, when I say that out, it's like, yes, he's a fucker. We're kind of having fun with the word, but on another end, he's fucking lost. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I thought about it too. I thought, imagine what, what he is carrying from ripping women off like through this lifetime, right? Like not yeah. that maybe he knows that, but I could feel that, right? Like what you're saying, Bombos, like imagine any of us having that life where we're really kind of psychopathic, mm -hmm. I, not kind of, and have no care about another human being and gets off and gets love and attention and a woman to care for them and connect and love them. And then they get to like, you know, basically get you and then you mm. carry that. So it's this like bizarre dichotomy of love and attention and dreams and like fucking rage and annihilation yeah. somewhere. Right. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to be walking around with that every day. Yeah. 
Well, apparently he's not walking around with it every day. He's, no. he's kind of switched it off in a way that he doesn't yeah. see yeah. the impact he has on other people. Yeah. Now, the funny thing is, Joanne, end of last year for two and a half, three months, I met someone online. Yeah. And it was a beautiful connection. Actually, we're still connected. Oh, good. Yeah. Nice. This is a biggie. This I, I forgot that you actually had a role in my life. Yes, but, I remember yes. this. Yes. And there was a moment where I did buy a ticket to go visit this individual. And as I was sharing with, that's why I asked you also why, if you spoke with a friend, because I had a friend who said I was crazy. Like Andy told me, Oh fuck, you're adventurous. Live a little. <laughs> and this other friend, this other individual was like, no, this is dangerous. Like they don't have an actual address. <clears throat> like I, he asked me to give, give him stuff. He researched, he came back. He's like, bro, it's very, it's very inconsistent. I froze because in a way I had all this reference with this individual. Also on social media, I, I saw that she's interactive. She's, so there's a lot of things showing me that she's real. And then there was this other friend that was giving me all this heavy scenario. And I packed my suitcase. I'm sitting in my living room. And I'm just I'm just sitting with actually do you know do you know what made me not go? It wasn't my intuition. It was if let's say this this woman gets me kidnapped and she knew about my relationship with Andy and knowing that Andy is pretty well off in a way I might create a situation where I get kidnapped and Andy gets blackmailed. Oh my God. And in a way I said, by going there, I'm causing harm. I might cause harm to someone that I love and no way am I, going to put myself in such a position because me i'm a photographer like what are they going to steal my camera like fucking take it <laughs> but the idea of of this impacting andy i i wouldn't be able to live with that it, it was very painful though because she she was really crying the next day like she was really looking forward and i i felt i felt it but i but i also shared with her honestly how it was for me and i i just couldn't uh, make that step yeah in retrospect and, oh, does that feel good to you that you did that i mean given that you're still talking to her and you know i don't regret no it had to happen it, it was yeah. it, i i also saw it as part of the journey and but there was something when andy shared with me your experience I have you very high in my books in terms of intuition. Then I just saw, wow, I have to surrender to something. Like I have to agree that I don't see the whole picture. And if it can happen to Joanne, then I have to like just sit and look at myself in the mirror and agree that I don't know shit. I'm very intuitive and all that, but I have to also park that yeah. and, and connect to that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, thank you for being there. <laughs> you saved one person. You could have saved one person, John, just by, just by sharing your story. Yeah. But online dating seriously has been a headache. Yeah. 
because you don't know how many women they go straight to, hey, can I have your WhatsApp? And I'm like, hey, but this app, we can video call. Like, I don't want to give you my number. And then they stop talking to you. And then I'm like, okay, this is not a real person. Right. Like, I would say I used online dating in a way that I'm alert. I'm not going to make the interaction easy in the beginning just to see how human it can get. Yeah. But um, it, it, was, it wasn't a space which I enjoyed navigating. And uh, No, and the thing is, is like if you're on an online dating site and, and you're both on – you're on there because you want to meet somebody and connect with somebody, hopefully that feels good. And that person's not willing to get on a on a video chat with you, you know. It's a big no. Yeah, like like I wouldn't even like maybe the first time you have a conversation, but if they're not willing to the second time to get on a video chat, like forget it, you know? Like it's just it's just like crazy making, right? It's like you're talking about connection and you won't get on a screen, like yeah. Right there, there's a flag that is like now gigantic. You know, it's like no, but I hear you. It's 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 tricky territory because your heart, you know, you're longing like you're, you know, you want to meet somebody, right? It's like it'd be lovely, you know. Yeah, it's how to stay open and grounded. Open, yeah, and grounded. Open. Yeah. And there's grounded. people right who've met online who got married and are together and have beautiful relationships. You know, it's like it happens. It's happened to me also one time before where somebody, I sort of told this guy off, and then I blocked him, and then he took his picture and went under a whole nother profile, and then found i was in la you know because it shows up with people in your area and he showed up on my dating site with a different name same picture in los angeles you know like there's people on these sites that that they're getting off on it just like we're getting addicted to swiping yeah. they're getting addicted to like attention and fucking around and you know it's yeah. not good you know it's it's hard so well, we've, we've saved Magda from online dating. She says, I'm scared of online dating. I haven't tried it yet. Now even more. <laughs> <laughs> and both no, along have to be really smart. Yeah. Both along <laughs> mentioned earlier. It's such a sad story to listen, even though Joanna's laughing about it now. Yeah. And he says, she yeah. also adds that I suspect that the family, that the man has a family. The scamming is a career for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm laughing now. No, I'm not really, I, I, I mean, it was a hit, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, it was really hard and I, I'm, I'm, I have distance from it now. And uh, the, 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 what I gained from it was so valuable. And it was just one of those hard lessons. And Andy was great. You know, Andy's like, ah, this is, you know, what I forget what you said. You said something to me like, Ah, oh, Jesus, it's only five grand. What, you know, you yeah, exactly. for like six months, you know, two months of therapy. Like you just, like, you're right. Okay. Well, I mean, if, if we look at it, there, there's, there's clearly, if we look at the lesson that you gained from this, yeah. I mean, you, uh, you know, it, it, I see one of the hardest lessons that I, I've had and I see others have, and I mentioned it about spring earlier, is that there's this desire that pulls us away from ourselves and, and, and it gets so, it's so addictive and attractive and it, it just draws you out. 
And then you're like, oh, I want to have sex. Oh, I see all the women are wearing sk- skimpier outfits and I just get charged. And, and, and all of a sudden, I've now lost connection with myself. And, 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 yeah. and therefore, I'm going to my apps to try to fulfill some sort of addic- addictive thing. And yeah, I've just seen it happen so quickly. So the humor is, is like, how do you allow yourself to feel it and not get lost in the situations that you just described? That, that's not the nature of Eros, my dear. <laughs> how many more, how much more do you have to lose in order to learn the lesson? <laughs> yeah. And I realized, boy, I have to, you know, the deeper the wound, well, let's see if I would say it that way. Like when I feel like the wound of, of uh, let's say, loneliness or abandonment or, you know, something like that would be the wound that would create that longing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, for me now, it's like that wound, when I feel it, like if I feel myself going out from the lonely place or the grasping place, yeah. all now it's just like that wound is is genius man it is just taking me and turning me back to myself and saying don't leave man like stay right here mm. and um and wake up right there like there's nothing there's nowhere that wound has to take you to go find anywhere else and so that is one thing i really appreciate about the journey of life and and clearly i have to my, I learn if I have deep stuff I have to learn, it's never been easy. Yeah. I don't learn by like easy things, you know, like, yeah, I don't have that path this lifetime. Like, you gotta, and, and you've probably resolved enough of the easy stuff that like the big stuff is what's really required, you know? Yeah. And it, it just goes deeper, you know, like more, more consciousness in the place where there's a wound. Like it's yeah, yeah, great yeah. when it wakes up, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I was with family this evening. That's why I was late again. Yeah, how, I, I've loved your pictures. Yeah. Well, th- this is family that um, is on my father's side, so we were not connected all these years. Uh huh. So, so this this evening, my sister also joined, and it was really beautiful. Wow. But I'm mentioning this now because my first cousin and his wife, I, we found each other through his wife, actually. And she was saying how they met because I asked them like, hey, how did you guys meet? And she was like, back in those days, I had to sneak out of the house or, or so it was more special. And, you know, we had we had a few dates, went to the cinema. I think she mentioned we watched Grease together. And, then, and after a few dates, he, he was like, yeah, let's just get married. Oh, <laughs> just like make this easy. And, yeah. That's great. And, she says, even though we're not having a lot of common things, you make it work. And and she says, I think nowadays people have it much harder because with the social media, everyone, everyone puts everything out. There's no mystery. And you kind of lose, yeah, yeah. That, the sacredness, yeah. I, would, I would say, of uh, yeah. connection. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah, so I one of the things, uh, I mean, thank you. I think that's really, that's sort of what I'm talking about, about the difficulty and the beauty of technology, right? You know? Yeah. It's like, how do we stay connected and feel and get turned on and sneak out of the house and, you know, like go down the alley and, you know, yeah. go running on the beach. Like, it's like, oh, wow, you know? 
Andy Medrani online, so he's also yeah. someone that uh, yeah, has, a, has right. an online success story. We met online, but it wasn't a dating site. And for the first several years of our what relationship- What kind of site was it, Andy? You're going to hate this. It was an expat site. So where expats go to sort of have meetups. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. So, and we were in the Netherlands and, and I put on I mean, my, 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 my profile. She said she really liked it because it said, I am not interested in females. I'm not interested in a relationship. If you have baggage, don't bring it to my doorstep. You know, I did the whole, like, just the whole thing. And she said, yeah, you made it really easy to say yes, because she was getting a divorce at that time. And she just wanted company without the, 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 the burden, right? Um, and, and then, and I would say, in a way, I fe- felt more like my relationship with Ronnie is a partnership more than it was the love arrow that hit me. And then, you know, I've, I, I would say I've, I've, lo- I've loved Ronnie more each year we've been together. So in, in some cycles would go high peak of, oh my God, I'm in love. And then, oh my God, that bitch. Oh my God, she does this. Oh my God, I never would have gotten involved. Like that was kind of how I lived before Ronnie. And then with Ronnie, it was a bit more like I was very happy. I loved being with her, but it was more like I was doing a lot of self-investigation. So mm-hmm. it, for the first few years, I don't know how she tolerated me because I was really working on me mm-hmm. and, 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 and working on me and in a relationship isn't always an easy thing because you're trying to figure your own shit out. And it gets messy sometimes because you, 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 don't, you know, I've, I, I've only seen afterwards that as I'm clear, I can hold space for another person. But when I'm not clear, it's really hard to hold space for another because all my shit bleeds into the interaction. Mm-hmm. So I think it took us, uh, it took me quite some time to come to, out of that to where our relationship became a whole nother thing. You know, yeah. where you I'd word, use words like life partner if it didn't sound so pathetic. But yeah, it, it, it's like there's a partnership which we've dedicated to being together. And, and there's something beautiful in that that's, I think it's hard to find that at 20 or 30 because you're looking for that, those peak experiences. You want the sex. You want sex with multiple partners. You want to have and feel alive. And, uh, and there's something about Validation. that. Yeah. Validation. Mm-hmm. You know, I see like the funniest thing I see, I've been in, in, in kind of a funny in a, a situation, uh, different men. If you want to see like a great friendship go to shit, put two men in a room with several females and then try to see them nominate which female belongs to them. Like I've got dibs on this woman. I'm interacting with her. Stay away. Yeah. And, and, and it's like this, this human, like weird dynamic that just baffles me. Mm-hmm. It's like this, it's this, it's that primordial part of the male brain, which has no consciousness. It's only focused on goal orientation of conquering. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just see that in that younger brain. I had it right. I mean, I know, I remember that, that, uh, that very, almost a chemical thing. And, uh, and I just see age as well has dampened the chemicals and I'm sort of more grounded in that energy. I still have it, but of course the hormones go down and you're not like, you don't do as idiotic things as you used to. Mm-hmm. By the way, that wasn't Bambos I was discussing. Yeah. Just to make even, sure. E- even though Bambos has had that experience too. <laughs> Just want to make sure. Andy, as I'm looking at you, I'm like, you're so pale. And me and you are so brown. It's I know. So good. 
good, right? He looks like, a, oh no. I'm putting on my Steven Spielberg hat now. <laughs> We're directing this, okay? Um, I, one of the things that I loved about in my relationship with Andy was that <clears throat> after this whole thing happened and I, I shared it with him, I, Andy goes, okay, we're going to make an agreement that if at any time anybody ever asks you for money, you send them to me as I'm your business advisor. And I was like, I love you. Thank you. You know, like it was just so, it was so good for my, you know, because that place takes you to so much shame and you feel so isolated in it. You know, I felt so isolated in it. I think people who are in that feel isolated. Also, you don't want to listen to anybody. You you go into a zone. Mm. I talked to somebody recently. This woman lost millions of dollars to this whole scam. Millions. And, you know, and she wouldn't listen to anybody. Yeah. Because you go into believing something and you believe it and you grasp it and you're holding it. So, like, I think the one thing that I would say is, you know, really find a good friend and say, I need help because I think I'm cuckoo. <laughs> you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to send you to my business advisor. My business yeah. advisor over here will take care of it. Yeah. So every, everyone watching. Andy is your new business advisor. New business advisor. You're, <laughs> tell you're tell them. Scam. And, and just say to them, and my business advisor doesn't begin anything unless you send him your business plan. So just send him your business plan. He needs to see it. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say that I am so grateful that you allowed us to go into this because I know when we discussed it, you, you know, there was like the first thing was like, Andy, like there's so many other subjects we can discuss. Like yeah. why this one? And well, I think it's a good one because I think it happens and I think a lot of people don't want to talk about it and it's mortifying on a certain level, but it's also there, there's a lot to learn and hopefully avoid. Um, I think the more we hear about it, like when I heard about other people, it really helped. So we can help each other there. There's people out there that are waiting to capitalize on, on the needs of others. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it that way. Oh.